Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And is perfect for women's wrestlers. I'm not. Right. But I, I yeah. also don't know how you can objectively look at the two biggest wrestling products in the, in North America today and tell me that AEW, outside of you get to hang out with your friends and feel good about hanging out with your friends, right. is a better opportunity to you than the WWE, which, I'm sorry, they're putting better time and effort into women's wrestling than AEW. Look at the Royal Rumble. The better Royal Rumble for the last mm-hmm. two years has been the women. And the 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 bigger impact appearances mm-hmm. have been women. No, no pun like, intended. The, the men's Royal Rumble was blah. It was, as I describe it on Bandwagon Nerds, it was fine. It yeah. was fine. I don't even know if I'd call it fine. No, it was. It was I wouldn't boring. say it was bad. It just wasn't like... Because, and this is what I wanted to get to when it may have been a little more timely as I looked at these two. There are, we, we there's been a lot of talk about like the WWE and like who's really a star and what's top heavy or not. There was a lot of nothing feeling particularly special out of mm-hmm. the out of the Royal Rumble in terms of like when somebody would show up, eh, it was okay. Like there weren't nearly the sort of reactions that pops and some of that's where it's placed in the card like that is right. the last match people are tired um but and the women went first and they hit you hard with just like surprise 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 that that kind of energized that match on the whole but just the way that that women's royal rumble was booked the way that multiple you know multiple women came out to big reactions. They set up all kinds of big moments. You know, I talked about it in, you know, to you just sort of like Jordan, Jordan Grace, who doesn't even work for their company yet. Uh, she will someday was the biggest, in my opinion, was the, was the biggest star of the Royal rumble. Cause you look at, they faced her off with, like and not just like she worked in, with somebody in a corner. Like they did multiple spots with her mm-hmm. facing off with another member of the WWE roster in the middle of the ring, and Michael Cole is sitting there, and uh, and uh, Corey Graves and Pat McAfee are talking up all of these. Look at this matchup. Look at this matchup. Look at this one. Mm-hmm. And then you walk out the you know with Bianca Belair, and she won out know, in most of those Austin. confrontations. Yes, she she was. You know, she was dominant over and over and over again. Um, you know, Naomi came back, but you come back from your hiatus from the WWE. They talk about her time in TNA, how yeah. she was a former TNA champion. She goes an hour, Greg. Yeah. She goes an hour. You just came back. You know, the you know who are the losers out of the women's Royal Rumble actually this year? It was the NXT women. They were they were yeah. they were there, they were late. Um, Tiffany Stratton, and that was weird when Roxanne Perez came out at like 27 or whatever. I was like, well, she's probably the only one because why wouldn't you right. space them out better? And then Tiffany Stratton's 29. But yeah, it was. And the, 
The men's Royal Rumble match, first of all, let me just let me just do this. What do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> so what I want I'm I'm recording now, by the way. Um okay. so what I want to talk about is is you go back to the women and you talk about how the Monster booked. Energy AMA Supergirl Wait, season think races into Glendale. Yeah. Not that I I'm used that. Uh, not not that I not that I used YouTube or anything, but no way. Let's go ahead and put that down. Um the thing about for me with with WWE and and the women and all that, they book women better than AEW does. Yeah. But here's the thing: since Triple H has taken over, they're not even booking the women all that great. Like they're really no, not. Women, I, from what I understand, I haven't done the research. Someone else said this, and I won't name them just on the case that they're wrong. But supposedly, women have not main evented a WWE PLE since WrestleMania 37. Like, and not just WrestleMania, but any premium live event. Yep. That was pre-Triple H taking over. So they've been prominently featured. They've main evented television, all that. And that's probably wrong. They probably main evented somewhere along the way. But they were main eventing more before Triple H took over than they are now. Um, maybe we need Stephanie to come back. So, so, And I guess there's rumors that might happen. But, um, and that would be, I would welcome that. I think that'd be great. But it, so so while he's doing amazing things, he's actually not doing as well as as they have done in the past. Like their their use of women right now isn't as good as it has been in the past. It's still better than anybody else except for maybe Impact Wrestling or TNA. Um, but I'm not even sure about that. But AEW still barely has one women's match per show and really only tells one right. women's story at any given time, at least somewhat well. And and so that's why yeah I would go to WWE. But but going back to the Japan thing, I mean. Three of their four champions on television on Raw and SmackDown that are women are from Japan. So it's like, what do yep. you? I mean, it, it's it's you know, it, it's it's there, and and they're telling a major story with Bailey and and with you know damage control. So it, it's yeah, it, but money talks and and whatever. But Naomi just came back, like you said, and and she was amazing. And Jordan Grace, the Jordan Grace thing. So when Naomi was introduced. Not only did Michael call call her a former TNA Knockout champion, he called her a former TNA Knockouts World Champion. TNA doesn't even call them that. Right. <laughs> like, like he put them over better than TNA does. And then when Jordan Grace came out, and I, I saw the report earlier in the day, so so I figured it was going to happen. But yeah, I, it's a huge deal. And here's why it's a huge deal. Right. Mickey James did it, I think, in 2020. It was announced ahead of time in the graphics she had the belt. But she's a WWE legend already before this even happens. And from what I understand, when Vince McMahon, when, when they were running over guest appearances in the Rumble and Mickey James came up, Vince McMahon didn't even know she was in Impact Wrestling, nor did he know she was a knockout champion. And he was fine with it because they all get it. They all get where TNA is, where Impact is, and where WWE is. And they're not trying to compete and clash, unlike AEW. You know, right. when, when they wanted, you know, Billy Gunn for something in the Hall of Fame, Tony Khan insisted on having like a lower third the whole time advertising AEW. Like, it's just, it's just stupid. Like, why would WWE do that with a major, one of their major events? I get Tony Khan asking for it, but he maybe could have gotten something else. But that's also like when, when WWE got Ric Flair from TNA and Dixie Carter wanted Christian Cage when she could have asked for The Undertaker or John Cena. Like, it, it's, but she right. wanted Christian Cage because she's Dixie Carter. And and we love Dixie Carter, but ba Tony Khan's basically Dixie Carter, just a little bit smarter on wrestling and on coke, but not smarter about you know, oh, business. Sorry. Um, 
I don't actually glossed over the Coke thing, even though, you know, I, I love those references so much for Tony Khan. But the men's Royal Royal match, it was boring. It was basic. It was a lot right. of paint by numbers. And I think some of that had to do with same guy winning two years in a row. And no Brock, because supposedly Brock was going to be in it. And you always get the big Brock reaction. Braun did amazing. If Braun was really the substitute for Brock, which seems odd if he's suddenly getting called up to the main roster and they have plans like... It just seems odd that 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 would happen. And I guess Tiffany Stratton's getting called up to the main roster as well, and good good for all of them. Um, they they definitely deserve it. I still think Braun should have been brought in as like a henchman for for Roman Reigns at some point. Like that would be right. literally catapult him. And people can, are suggesting tell, that he beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Um, the the and, two and, and the two think. highlights of the Men's Royal Rumble, in my opinion, were were Braun were Braun's five minutes. Yeah, because because he looked like a million bucks in his five minutes. Like they let him run rough shot, and that was exactly what you needed to do with him, regardless of what the plan was. I personally think he was always part of the plan to be in the Royal Rumble. I do too. Maybe just, but just maybe not necessarily what he did. Or I don't even think that. I think he still did what he would do. Like I don't like if you were going to bring Broad Breaker in, you don't bring him in and be like, oh hey look here's this NXT guy, he's an up and comer, and he doesn't do anything. No, you have him do what he did. Right. Yeah. Regardless. So I don't really completely buy the whole Brock Lesnar replacement thing in the way that it's being made out to, to be. I don't either. I just don't. I, I, cause, uh, cause like, did you need JD McDonough in the rumble? Like, yeah, he got, no. but did he, did he get speared by Braun on the floor? Like, I don't even remember. He got the shit kicked out of by somebody. Um, right. uh, and the other highlight for me, uh, and this is just the, Seriously, again, there's the guy we talk about all the time, and I still can't believe we keep talking about him the way we talk about him. Dirty Dominic Mysterio. Uh-huh. One, eliminating Braun Breaker. He went 30 minutes, dude. He went 30 minutes before he got eliminated by Punk. He outlasted every other member of the Judgment yeah. Day in terms of time in the ring. Mm-hmm. I don't think you needed everybody from the Judgment Day in the Royal Rumble either. Like, I don't think you needed Damian Priest in there at no. all. Like, like, and. And it just in fact, me I don't think it too. made a lot of sense to have the Money in the Bank holder right. entering into the Royal Rumble. He already has a title shot. Why and he didn't he do know? much. He was in the final six. So, yeah, that's great. Yep. But, like, he didn't he didn't really do all that much. And Balor was out earlier. It, it, it was just very interesting. I will say this, though. I, I love the idea that, you know, Dom was supposed to eliminate Brock and then Brock was going to beat the crap out of him at Elimination Chamber. That makes sense. Brock, I don't believe, was advertised for Elimination Chamber. If you're going to have Brock Lesnar at Elimination Chamber, you might want to advertise him ahead of time because you're selling tickets to a stadium show. It's just like people keep saying Roman's going to wrestle Rock in in Australia. Like, it's in a few weeks. Like, if Roman was going to be on the show, he would have been announced by now because it's a stadium show in Australia. Uh, Rhea Ripley should main event that. Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax should be the last match on the show at Elimination Chamber. Like, that's what they should do and she'll get a hero's welcome and she'll deserve every second of it. And it'll be great. Uh, but I want to go back to something that we were talking about between the men and the women, because it was very telling to me and I didn't think about it until the men's Royal rumble at the end of, towards the end of the men's Royal rumble match, they showed Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins in luxury suites watching to see who won the Royal rumble. Right. I don't believe I saw Rhea Ripley and EO Sky in luxury suites watching the women's Royal Rumble. No. Again, it's that 
I feel like they would have done that in the past. They would have had that symmetry and they're just not I, – I, as much as I praise what WWE does for women's wrestling, I think they've actually taken a step back for what they do for women's See, wrestling. It's, they're still it's the leader. That you look at it that way because I look at it in terms of the stories that they were telling. And like I get what you're saying about sort of the look, but when you consider that EO Sky is part of – you know, damage control and the relationship with Bailey and Rhea Ripley basically has made it a point to be like, everything's beneath me. I don't need to be around for this. I actually, she was there. It didn't bother me. I didn't say she wasn't there. I was like, she just didn't need, like it wasn't worth her time to sit in a, in a box. It wasn't really worth Roman's either. Roman was only there so that Cody could point to him. You, you, you're setting up for a moment there, Greg, and you know it. Like it wasn't to oh, point yeah. at the no, WrestleMania no, no. sign; you're it was right. for Cody to point at Roman Reigns and quote finish the story. You're exactly um, right. You're 100 percent right. The difference is, I do believe at some point in time they would have had somebody there who would have said, "Okay, since we're doing that, we should now also do this." And, and you know, I think that's a quibble, though. I don't. I like. I don't. I don't quibble. think that's what I. I wouldn't declare it a big step back on the women's division. It's just Um, another example of a step back, like leaving Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus off of SummerSlam. Like that match should have taken place at SummerSlam. And there was only one women's match at SummerSlam because of that. I believe there might've been two. I don't know. I got to go back and look, but it's just the effort. And and again, women haven't main event of WrestleMania. That's why I keep telling everyone Becky and Rhea are going to main event night one of WrestleMania because are they really going to go three years without having women main event WrestleMania? That seems like a stretch to me for them to do that, and not a good and, and, and not a good stretch at all. Um, and I've heard more people saying that now that Punk's gone, they believe that women will get. Let me ask you this question: Had CM Punk not been injured, and say he went on to win Elimination Chamber and challenge Seth Rollins, what kind of message would Triple H be sending to the locker room if CM Punk got to come back in main event WrestleMania? That'd be a horrible message. After all the shit he said, yeah, yeah, leaving, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a horrible that's a horrible look. Um, Like Cody debuted in the middle of night one when he made his WWE debut. Yeah, it's really interesting uh, when you look at the CM Punk injury and how I actually I'm not. Everybody knows how I feel about Phil Brooks. I'm not happy that Phil Brooks got injured. No. I don't want to be very, very clear about that. When I argue that him getting hurt and being out four to six months may actually have been the best thing for creating a little bit of air of mystery around WrestleMania. Uh, even, even to the extent that we are looking at Cody Rhodes has a choice to make and we all know what the choice is going to be, but you can actually throw a, a legitimate seed of doubt even amongst the most stalwart of internet spark because the guy that everybody assumed was going to take on Seth Rollins is now out of the picture. And so you can actually play up a Cody Rhodes has a decision to make moment. Mm -hmm. Even if you really know what it is, you can actually build it and almost legitimize it a little bit in a way because there's no CM Punk to take on Seth Rollins right now. So you can, it gives you a little wiggle. I don't mind it. They shouldn't have had CM Punk take on Seth Rollins in the main event of night one, regardless. And here's why I say that. This is another. Oh, yeah. I, I, I got I a lot of quibbles right now, Patrick. I got a lot of quibbles for, for being an, an e-drone like, like I supposedly am. I got a lot of quibbles. Right. Their booking has become too obvious. 
and too predictable. Predictability can be good, but punked in with the Rumble, he was probably just going to go on and win Elimination Chamber. Like, everyone said, oh yeah, it's going to be Cody versus Roman, it's going to be Punk versus Rollins in November, and if it turned out that way, is that good? I don't think it is. And, and, I think- and Bailey winning the Rumble, like everybody said for months, Bailey was going to win the Rumble and face EO. And if that's what happens, like, is that, is that good? I don't know. Like, it, I just feel like you do need some twists and turns. You need twists and turns along the way that don't just let lead you to the same place you would have gotten to anyway. Like you need twists and turns along the way and actually does a few things that people didn't expect. And I feel like right now we're a little too chalk in, in WWE. And maybe that's just because we're too smart and and I don't know, but it just well, feels too chalk to me. It feels like, you know, feels well, like, can I, like the 49ers. Here, here's, this, this kind of brings me back to one of the other things that I started to really think about. Maybe this is true. I, maybe I'm finally on board with the, who are the real true sort of quote unquote stars amongst the men's division right now that are, that are legitimate after like our WrestleMania, WrestleMania main event kind of quote unquote stars right now that we would all buy into that came out of that Royal Rumble. Because that was the thing I sat there and as I look at this list and I'm reading through these names and I'm trying to see, okay, so everybody knew CM Punk and um, and Cody, Cody Rhodes. Those two were are there, are no doubters. Was there anyone else? Because we still don't know what to do with Gunther. Frankly, Gunther should be the twist. Like Gunther should be mm-hmm. the one to take on Seth Rollins. Period. Like it's it's time. He's had the Intercontinental Championship long enough. You make him the third person to hold them both at the same time. That's what you do. Uh, Who was the third? Then, Who was the second? Uh, Triple H. Oh, but he, but he, but, but then he it disappeared up. when he won it. Was that? But then it got merged into the world title when he won it anyway. So, but it it, it's it's yeah. technically true. But anyway, it's it's enough of an unprecedented thing that you true. can either argue it's the second or you can argue it's the third. Um, but you you have him not lose the intercontinental title. You have I him agree. win the you you have him win the world championship from Seth Rollins, and you have him give up the title. You have like once this decision by Cody is made, Gun like to me it's 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 Gunther, and then there's nobody else because the rest of this list. That I'm looking at, there are a lot of sure those can be main event guys, but they're not WrestleMania main event guys, in my opinion. Like people are going nuts over Drew McIntyre. No, mm. no. I, I will say that no. Monday's promo was the first one of his I've believed in like three years. Right. You're also the guy who, in a private message, said you're not going to be fooled by one good promo after know, right? years of bad promos. So I'm gonna I'm gonna live on on that a little bit. Now, Fair. if it's a Becky Lynch situation where he turns a thing into a great thing, more power to him because it's not that he's not talented in the ring. It's not that he doesn't. Cut he just has to be people. willing to be a bad guy, right? Like, um, like you know how because right now there's no you know how like a lot of times bad guys villains they think they're right. Yeah. Drew is trying to portray himself not as if he thinks is right, but if he actually is right. And there's a right. difference. And hopefully people understand the difference. I know you will, but um, he's actually trying to portray himself as, no, I'm actually right. I don't just think I'm right. Until the rot. Like, like, I don't think that he prayed for CM Punk's injury. That, to me, sounded like an actual villainous thing for him to say for once. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking like I'm looking through this shirt, sure, Finn Balor, maybe, but he's, he's been a second banana 
in, in the Judgment Day for a while now, ever since Rhea Ripley kind mm. of became the dominant force there. Right. Bobby Lashley's been sort of just like he's an upper Midland. And again, it's another one like, eh, maybe okay. Um, you know, the guys that worked the you know, maybe LA Knight, maybe. Uh, I, I love AJ, but I don't know. Like it's it just there's a lot of right. folks where you just don't feel great in my opinion you just don't feel great about them being like even if they were the backup plan like if you know if freaking uh, if Cody Rhodes gets hit gets hit by a bus tomorrow they're fucked like yeah what are you doing <laughs> they're because well, that brings up that do, brings up I, I want to answer your question but it's going to bring up some other things too so sure. let me let me play this first hang on. What do you guys want to talk about? Actually, let, let me play this first before I get completely off the rails. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. What do you guys want to talk about? So I want to talk about what you just asked. Um... And and that is the who. So who's who, in my opinion? All things. Monster Energy. Damn it! Happened again, and it's the same commercial. That's the best part. That it's the same commercial. So let me let me go back. Monster Energy so motocross coming to Phoenix, by the way, February tenth. There's a lot of stuff going on February tenth. Um. So I want to answer your question. If WrestleMania were this weekend, and injuries happen and whatever, who could realistically main event wrestle? Mania. And I want to tell you who I think those people are. Roman Reigns, obviously. Cody Rhodes, right? These are two guys that made event last year. Seth Rollins, injury notwithstanding. Randy Orton. Hmm. Congratulations to those four gentlemen. You just made the list. That's the list of who could. That's not good. Now, the list that you just gave, AJ Styles, Ellie Knight, Bob Lashley, I'll throw Drew McIntyre in there, okay? And and I'll throw Finn Balor in there because he's been at that level before. Given the time they have between now and WrestleMania, they could be there by WrestleMania time. I would throw Sami Zayn in there too. Yeah, I was going to ask about Sammy. What about Ke- or KO? He's hurt. Kevin Owens, yeah, he's, he's hurt. He main evented WrestleMania, but it was with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And 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 I'm leaving one guy out on purpose. I'm leaving Logan? the Austrian out on purpose. You're leaving who out? I'm leaving the Austrian guy out on purpose. That, that's oh, Gunther. I, I, here, here's another one. I'm sorry. 
whether you like him or not, Logan Paul could main event. Oh, absolutely. And Logan Paul is kind of that weird outlier too. But yes, right. he, Logan Paul, in all honesty, I, with all due apologies to Logan Paul, I now need to make my initial list of four or five. You just made the list! Because <laughs> I would put Logan Paul in that group because you could slot him in there now. And that is all credit to Logan F. Paul for what he's been able to do because whatever he's lacking in ability, which is not much, whatever he's he lacking, I'll say this, whatever he's lacking in experience, he makes up in two ways. Number one, which is how good he is. And so so basically he, he takes, he's missing, we'll just say he's missing 15 years of experience. Okay. We'll just call it 15. We'll call it 10 years. He's missing 10 years of experience that he would probably need before he can main event WrestleMania. Well, he makes up five of it in terms of his own personal progression and how quickly he's picked up the mid. He makes up the other five in charisma and personality. You know who he reminds me of? In a different way. Who's that? But Randy Orton was all, was all charisma and, and, yeah. and growth early in his career and, and was able to main event WrestleMania's early in his career. I would um, love – X-Pac is like – Sean Waltman's like one of your dream people to interview – I would give, uh, uh, I'd give a test to go. I don't need, I'm not having kids anymore. So you interview you get Randy Orton? Absolutely. Oh God. I mean, and, and to, but to have a time, like to do an right. in-depth sit down interview with Randy Orton, not a 15 minute or I'm promoting this product and I'm going to be on there, but like an actual in-depth sit down interview with Randy Orton. Cause I do think it would be amazing. Cause it's Randy free. It's Randy F. Orton. And, and he is amazing. Like, like he deserves every accolade he's received. He deserves all the deference he's ever received. Everything. Because he's Randy Orton. So I uh, in, in no way can can argue against that. But no, you're right. Like, but that's if we go back years in time, that might be the case a lot of years. Like last year at WrestleMania, who realistically could have main evented? It was Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes. I don't think the Usos could have yeah. main evented WrestleMania without Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Right. I do right. think Charlotte. You notice we, did, you notice we didn't say Jay Jay Uso. Now, and Jay was the one I want to talk about. I think you Jay is in that group that you could get there. He may have been SummerSlam. Probably, yeah. He may have been a SummerSlam, but that was sure. because of Roman Reigns. And but anyone in that spot's going to wrestle Roman Reigns, and so that that that's a that that's a that's a sunk cost, right? Like it's not changing. Like Roman's going to be there unless he gets hit by a bus. But I don't think he's going to get hit by a bus. He's not going to wrestle between now and then. Maybe that's a good thing, given everything they got going on. But so, so I do think it's that on the women's side, you got Becky Lynch, you got Rhea Ripley. I don't even know that Bailey could main event WrestleMania tomorrow, despite having just won the Royal Rumble. She never had a singles match at WrestleMania, but I do think she could get there. I think she'd be in that second tier of of people. Right. Um, Charlotte's not there, so she can't. Um, Asuka, not in current form because she's a tag team wrestler, but I think Asuka could be believable for the fans, um, to, to buy into her, her being there. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of those people. Um, but I do want to talk about what you brought up because I, and I've heard other people use this online since I've said it, I'm not saying they stole it from me, but it's just, you know, similar thoughts. I would classify Seth Rollins as questionable. If we were doing an NFL injury report, I don't think he's locked in for WrestleMania. I really, truly don't. And I know right. a lot of people think Cody's going to show up on SmackDown on Friday and pick Roman Reigns and the promo and the promo that they did on Monday was just to get Cody on TV and build up some suspense, just like the Gunther promo the week before. I don't think we're going to know who Cody's challenging for a little bit. 
And I think they're going to wait until they know exactly what's happening with Roman. And here's the, the Rock match may actually not be off the table, even though Cody won the Rumble. Like the plan right. might have been to go with Cody and Seth all along. And do Punk and somebody else. And maybe Punk and Drew McIntyre. Like, it, it's it. everyone just assumes that these things were going to happen, but we don't really know that these things were going to happen. So uh, it's entirely possible that everything that I've been banging the table for years, that Roman's going to pass Hogan, he's going to lose at WrestleMania 41, might actually still be true despite Cody winning his second straight Rumble match. And that, that Cody was always going to wrestle Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 40. We'll never know. We, we'll know because people will, will fake tell us and report it as news. But I think right, right now they've got to, they, they can't, because you, you might need Cody on the other side of things with WrestleMania. if Because right. if Rollins can't go, I think you got to go with Cody and Gunther for the World Heavyweight, for like a vacant World Heavyweight Championship. Maybe... Cody, Gunther, and Damian Priest, if you have Priest cash in. Like, maybe if they say, okay, Ronald is not going to be able to do it, they do a Damian Priest cash in, he takes the title off of them, and then Priest goes into WrestleMania as a champion. Do you do Priest and Cody? Like, do you do Gunther and Priest? I think you need them both in there with Damian Priest to to be a sellable match. Now, that could make Priest a star moving forward. Like, I'd almost have Priest win the match. The three-way. Can you imagine the internet reaction to that? It wouldn't be in the main event anyway. It'd be in the middle of the show. It'd be like that middle middle main event or semi-main event. No, no, I'm just saying you you, you put that three-way match out there that you described and Cody doesn't finish finish the story again. Uh, But here's the thing. If this really happens and The Rock wrestles Roman in WrestleMania Night 2, Cody's going to finish the story next year. Yeah, And then I'm going to feel real stupid because when Cody won the Rumble, I was like, okay, I was wrong. I was wrong. Cody's going to go to WrestleMania 40 and beat Roman Reigns. No, no, here's the thing. You can't you, have you Cody are, lose to Roman twice in a row. No, you, you can't. really can't. Uh, but I really wanted you to just double down on that hope and be and be right. Just, just to be right. It's, it could still happen. Until you were wrong. It could still just happen. be right until you're wrong, my friend. Um, well, the and and... And I'm also not sold that the punk injury changed everything because I'm not sold that punk was going to be walk in and handed a main event because of the message that it sends to everybody else. If you're Bob Lashley and CM Punk is handed a main event and you've never had one, Bob got to retain the world championship at WrestleMania. It was the opening match of night one of WrestleMania 27. That was done. So Drew McIntyre could be the first one out, but Bob still won the match. He beat Drew, And it's so it's it's a lot of of moving parts it's a lot of things that are there but i just i just can't believe there would be so chalk going into wrestlemania anyway despite the injuries but then again i'm not the target audience the target audience those casual fans they don't care if it's chalk like i'm i'm settling into the playlist mentality is what i'm doing I, I just I laughed how you've come so full circle on this whole conversation from where you started to where you're you're well, just now getting to the I'm not the guy they're making this show for. Well, and I've <laughs> always viewed Wrestle because I do feel like WrestleMania is a little more like they they try to incorporate some things for the hardcore fan at WrestleMania because they do buy the tickets and do the travel to get there and, and so they do have those elements. Doesn't necessarily mean I, it's gonna be the And who says they won't? Of course they will. They, they they booked those tickets a long time ago, and and they've they've done. I, I saw one guy who literally booked 
only night two of WrestleMania because the only thing he wanted to see was Cody beat Roman Reigns. And every time I say it was going to be the Rock and Roman Reigns, he's like, stop it. I don't want to have to sell my tickets. Um, and and now, obviously, it's up in the air and, and he's all worried. But the Rock might still be the yeah. plan, dude. Like, it's it's just. Yeah, it's. Who knows? Who knows when this this stuff is happening? What's going to happen? We we don't we don't know. And and Greg, it's it's as we record this, mm-hmm. it's January thirty first. It is. We still got April. Still a little. Plus. It's a little ways away. Yep. You got time. Two months and a lot can happen. Got a whole new um, pay per view in in three weeks, three and a half weeks. We do. Uh, which one that I will watch because uh, you know it's not the place that I. Have concerns about. So absolutely. Uh can I? I got. I got one other. This is just kind of a, a complete. This is completely off topic. Uh, oh, oh! If you're going to go off topic, then then I have to do this. What do you guys want to talk about? But I want to stay within the men's Royal Rumble. Okay. Was it just me, or was Bronson Reed the most disappointing entrant into the Royal Rumble? For a dude that was in there for ten and a half minutes, I was left thoroughly wanting more. I just think it was a factor of all the other stuff they wanted to do. Like you just can't do it all. I but you could do something. It just felt like he was there. I will say the Bronson Reed, he's easily overshadowed. He's big, he's good in the ring. But there's not much else. Like when he was in Japan, he was like in the lower third of a faction. Yep. And not a major faction. And and when he was in WWE before that, like he got to the North American Championship level in NXT, and that was it. I don't even know if he ever challenged for the NXT Championship. Definitely not on a takeover or whatever they call the takeover events now. Because I mean, they call them. I know what they call them, but they don't call them takeover. They all have their own name. To me, okay. I got to preface with a few things. Everyone knows if you've paid attention to me, usually on Twitter, as 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 believable of a perform as as legitimate of a badass as Karrion Cross is, I don't believe a single thing the guy does in the like ever. His character is terrible. The performer is great. The character sucks. I used to joke when he was you know in NXT. I was like, no one even pays tolls anymore. No one, everyone's digital now. Nothing goes TikTok. Like, what are we doing? Uh, like the doomsday bullshit. And now the final testament, like, I just don't like any of it. And I liked his presentation in NXT initially, but then it was like, here we go again. Like, why are you in black and white? Like, it's, it's a 4K TV. Like, why is this guy in black and white? Like, what the hell is going on? Paul Ellering should be managing Bronson Reed. Like, he needs a I, mouthpiece. I agree with that sentiment. And he needs, because I do think he could get to that level of at least a fast lane world title challenger. He could have the Cody Rhodes, Shinsuke Nakamura feud, that, that main event, or the the Shinsuke Nakamura, Seth Rollins feud that spans multiple pay-per-views and, and is the main event. He could, he could challenge for a world title in Saudi Arabia. He could challenge for a world title at the Royal Rumble. He could challenge for a world title at Survivor Series. But he needs the, he doesn't have that edge that having a manager like Apollo Ellering would give him. And, and I also, God, you people would think I fucking hate triple H. I also think that's another drawback of triple H. He, he wants to believe in this NXT talent so much 
then I think right. sometimes he, he sticks with it too long, like a carrying cross. Like, like to quote yeah. the, the, the great, I'm using air quotes, great Hulk Hogan, carrying's not the guy, brother. Like, he's just not. And at least, and what's funny is if you go into social media, there's like pictures of him, like on some island somewhere, bald head wearing a suit. And I'm like, that's the guy. Like the, the bald headed assassin wearing a suit. That's the guy. Yep. Like he's Jason Statham. Make him Jason Statham in WWE. Pretty much every Jason Statham character in any movie he's in. And I think he would get over and could be a major player. But this doomsday bullshit. No, it, it, it's just not. But like it stopped being believable when the Undertaker stopped being gay spooky. The Undertaker. As we would call yeah. it. Like it's just not working for me now. Maybe it'll work long term. Like, like it pains my heart to see Bob Lashley and the Street Profits giving those guys anything. And I like the Authors of Pain, and and yeah. I don't dislike Karrion Cross. Uh, what he could be, I just think this character is never going to make it to. And if it does make it to the top, people will fucking hate it by the time it gets there. Like they will right. be shitting all over it, like like it's Braun Breaker. That was a question I had for you. Did, did, did we finish answering your questions though? About I think so. I think you. I think you. You answered my what Bronson Reed question. Want to talk about? Okay, so my next question, Braun Breaker, because I've seen a lot of people suggest that Braun Breaker should be the guy to beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. That that Braun should win the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> I'm loving what I'm seeing right now at a Patrick go down. Loving what I'm seeing right now at a Patrick go down. You don't like the idea. No. Okay. No. I don't either. Tell me why. This is people blowing their load over five minutes and nineteen seconds on a. They might. These these event. people saw him in NXT. These are okay. definitely people that the, watch him. These NXT. these people assume too much about a guy coming up. Like no, no, he's not the right answer. That that is not that is not what you do with him, in my opinion. Like. That is a that is the definition of hot shotting a title. Like bring him up two months, hot shot him to a, a rest. You you talk about people being pissy about CM Punk getting getting a main event. You you bring up Braun Breaker, put him in a main event at WrestleMania in two months, and have him win the world title off of Seth Rollins, who's been just an aces champion for the company since he won the fucking belt. You think that's the right answer? Like you don't think that will hurt a locker room? No, that's a terrible idea. That dude should be coming in and running roughshod through the roster for about seven to eight months and then win the United States title and become the next Gunther, but in a different way. I would love to see Braun Breaker not even have a WrestleMania match, but just come out and destroy somebody at some point. Like. Right. If you're gonna, here's the thing, if you're gonna have some Braun, if you're gonna have Braun Breaker surprisingly beat somebody, you have to beat Gunther. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's what I would do. I and think. That, remember last year they did the show, the WrestleMania showcase matches. They were all right. tag matches. They were four way tag matches. I could see a singles version of that with your Bronson Reeds, with your Braun Breakers. That's where Braun just gets a, a ricochet. Throw him in there. Like right. that's where Braun I think could could go off and and have his moments. It wasn't that long ago that the NXT crowd was chanting Braun Breaker sucks to the tune of John Cena. Not the John Cena sucks that people chant now out of respect for John Cena. The John Cena right. sucks that they chanted when they actually hated John Cena. 
Why did they hate right. John Cena, Patrick? What was the phrase that was basically invented for John Cena with the internet fan base? John Cena was being shoved down our throats. Sure would sound like Braun Breaker was being shoved down our throats if he debuts on SmackDown this Friday, which seems like it's going to happen. And they try to pretend like he didn't beat Dolph Ziggler on Raw a couple of years ago for the NXT Championship, but I digress. If If from his debut on SmackDown to WrestleMania, he becomes a world champion, they will be back to chanting Braun Breaker sucks and they will be hating Braun Breaker because they would say Braun Breaker's being shut. They were saying that when he initially debuted, he won the fans over. Then he turned heel and won them over again. And, right. and, and he turned let heel on Melo. Let, so, yeah. Kids, kids, you got to let him marinate. If you're going to bring him up, you got to let him marinate. And, and hot him to a title two months after he debuts is not letting him marinate. And, the people who are calling for that are the same people who would be pissed if it wasn't quote unquote their guy. Like this just feels like an our guy sort of thing. And and is he really your guy or is he just the guy in the moment that I, I mean, like, I, I like the fact people want to see the guy succeed because sure. he's a great example of like, we want new stars and like WrestleMania 21 when everybody was like, we want somebody new. And then it was John Cena. They're like, not that guy. That would have been Braun. People would have been like, not that guy. Right. But now we like Braun. And and that's and dude, he runs 23 miles an hour in the ring or whatever. Like, he's doing things that we haven't seen before. That's impressive. Like, that's that's amazing. Um, it's kind of like, honest, and this is, again, he doesn't do all the same things. But the way he hits and the way he strikes, if you took Loki and shoved a tire pump up his ass and pumped it a 400 times, I think you'd have Braun Breaker. Like maybe doesn't do all the same stuff as Loki, but the st- Loki would run the ropes like crazy and hit people and yeah and, and and there are some things that Braun Breaker did, especially with Carmelo Hayes, like ways that he hit that spear. It's probably the best spear in wrestling. Like all deference to my my and your tribal chief Roman Reigns, because Edge's spear kind of sucks now anyway. But um, yeah. Braun Breaker spear, damn good spear. Like seriously. Damn good spear. But again, don't don't need to rush it. Now, maybe they go big multi-man match. They haven't done a multi-man match for the world title in a while at WrestleMania. It's true. I'd be cool with Braun being in a multi-man match. Not winning it. Right. But I'd be cool with Braun. Because they might have to do a multi-man match to, to minimize the use of Seth Rollins. And maybe that's how they get him through a WrestleMania match. He may not be able to pull off a one-on-one. Now, he's going to want to, and part of the reason he's going to want to is because Cody did it, but Cody probably shouldn't have. Like, let's be honest. (laughs) Right, right. But at the same time, when you flip it around, like, injuries are very different. And and the problem with Seth, he's got a knee injury, and so other body parts compensate for the knee, including your back. Oh, he's got a back injury. So it's it's like injuries exacerbating other injuries, not really a good idea. That boy needs a vacation. He does. He, he, he does. Um, two other things about that. The promo that Seth Rollins cut on Raw when he was talking about this is a dusty title, this is a workhorse title. Kind of right and kind of true. And if you remove the finish the story bullshit, which Cody himself says he wish he never said that line. Like, right. Because well, it's has, following him everywhere, man. It's following you everywhere you go. Yeah. Whether you want it to or not, because people, wrestling fans are dumb. 
They are. But anyway, Alex beside the point. And Cody still. And here, when Cody said to finish the storyline, this World Heavyweight Championship didn't even exist. It was a year away from existing. Roman had just merged the titles the night before at, at WrestleMania in Dallas when he beat Brock. So yeah, Cody was tied with the WWE Championship because the only one that existed. Had Cody said he wanted to win the World Heavyweight Championship from the jump, nobody would care if he wasn't facing Roman. This might be a case where they actually need Cody to carry that title. Right. But Gunther would be a hell of an option too. And and I think the fan base is ready for Gunther to be world champion. I, I do. I think oh, yeah. they've seen enough of him. He he does it so well. He speaks well enough despite English not being his primary language. All of that. Like Gunther is is would work out. But how do you make Gunther? You might need a Cody to make Gunther. You might need Something like that. So, right. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm interested. I'm interested to see how it goes. When Cody wins his title, how long does he hold it? Which title? Let's say. Let's say. Let's say he does what everybody is expecting him to do right now. Let's say he does go after Roman and gets his win. He walks into WrestleMania 41 as the undisputed WWE Universal Champion for a year. So at least a year. And if he wins Seth, do you think it's less? It is less because then I think he walks into WrestleMania 41 challenging for Roman Reigns undisputed sure. WWE Universal Championship. Sure. I think by the gotcha. end of WrestleMania 41, Cody will be the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Whether he carries gotcha. it in or whether he's taking it off of Reigns on that night, I think he will he will ultimately hold that title there. Um, he's going to finish a story. He's going to finish it at 40. He's going to finish it at 41. Uh, but based on on the Rollins promo, I think there if they were to have Cody challenge for Rollins' title, to me, Cody and the WWE would sell that as him finishing the story, and yes. most of the fan and base they, would and buy then, it. And then the, the sparks will shit on it. But, you know, it's I don't care. They of course they would. That, that's what they do. Um, but they'd be wrong. They'd be wrong. Let's uh, let's 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 play the other commercial break real quick, so we can uh, move that along too. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. What do you guys want to talk about? Okay. So we've had a lot of fun with Cody Rhodes. And, and what do you guys want to talk about? And it, it felt like the right way to do this episode. So I want to go back. Well, first of all, is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? No, I think um, we've put together a pretty solid hour or so. I don't even know where we are. 45. 45? For, for when good. I started recording. Ah. Which was, I don't even remember what we were talking about. I started recording. Okay. So I want to go back and cover a couple things. Number one. Will we see Jordan Grace in WWE? Oh, yes. Should we see Jordan Grace at WrestleMania 40? Oh. Not will we, should we? I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. I I don't hate it at all. So, 
after the 2020, during the 2020 Royal Rumble, I was tweeting like, let Mickey James defend the knockouts title on Raw tomorrow, you cowards. Probably wanted her to defend it against Natalia. After the 2024 Royal Rumble, I was like, let Jordan Grace defend the knockout championship on Raw, you cowards. Probably against Natalia. Like, and Natalia was calling I mean, for it. So. Yeah, they tweeted each other, so you got that. And I feel she like was that was a missed opportunity. Dollar, like, so. like, we didn't need the Kabuki Warriors in a tag match on Raw anyway. So, and just against being the former champions. Like, what was weird, so the Kabuki Warriors have their match on Raw. We go to commercial, yep. and then Bailey makes her entrance, completely separate of them. Like, I feel like those two elements should have gone together. And Dakota Kai <laughs> was introduced as, was, was literally on the graphic as being with them and was nowhere to be seen. It's just weird things. Kind of like how you point out Rhea Ripley never comes out with the Judgment Day. And she didn't go out with the Judgment Day on, on Monday on her own, but went out on her own. Oh, man. And I don't get it, but it's not that much of a hindrance. I, I think that the silly, stupid, forbidden doors, as Triple H called it during the press conference. I would love to see Jordan Grace defend that championship WrestleMania. I just think it would be, you really want to show people that you're willing to do this kind of stuff. Like now real estate's very premium at WrestleMania. So who knows, but Hey, we've had a bunch of injuries case of emergency, break glass, Jordan Grace. Right. I just, I really wanted her to have that match on raw. Like I feel like that's something that they would have done back in the ruthless aggression area, that era, that sort of thing. Like, like, like when they had all the luchadors wrestle in the Royal Rumble, Back in the late yep, 90s, didn't they have people. They then put him in a six-man tag match the next day on Raw. Like, little things like right. that. Um, that. That I just think that that would have been a nice element. Would have been good for her. But whatever. It's, it's a playlist. It's a playlist item. Um, I would love to see Jordan Grace at WrestleMania, obviously. Um, okay. What should they do with Wrestle? Like, what, what should they do with the two world men's world titles at WrestleMania? I think I think I, I'm going to double down on I think that Gunther should challenge Seth and I think Cody should should beat Roman what if The Rock is actually there though what if The Rock is actually involved? oh if The, if the Rock is there then then it's no question Cody Cody takes on Seth and The Rock takes on Roman uh, and people will be bad because I don't think Seth and Cody should go on last on night one um I, I agree with you. I think it's actually, I think it should be, I think they should WrestleMania eight it and it should be the Macho Man, Randy Savage, Ric Flair, uh, main event right. spot, right smack dab in the middle, kind of in that spot that you always love for your sweet spot for a wrestling show anyway, right. where it's, where it's a, a peak before you bring them down for a, mm -hmm. a lesser peak or, or another peak with maybe your Becky Rhea Ripley match. Yeah, I, and, and I agree. I don't even think Punk and Rollins should have main evented night one. I just, as much as I love Seth, I still think that, you know, let Priest cash in, let Rollins win the Royal Rumble and have Rollins challenge Roman would have been my ideal scenario. Take the rock out of it. Right. I think that Rollins, Roman, because Roman hasn't beat Priest Seth finally. When does Priest finally cash in? Does he cash in at Mania? I mean, you definitely could. You definitely could. My suggest, my fantasy booking was that you make the men's Royal Rumble match for the World Heavyweight Championship, and whoever wins it, Damian Priest immediately cashes in and and beats them for the title. Because right. um, again, I think the briefcase gives Priest enough credibility to walk into WrestleMania as champion. I just, 
I don't, can, can you pull off the WrestleMania cash in as well as you've done it before? No. Does he, do we, do we throw back and does he cash in an elimination chamber? Maybe. Because to me, of all the times when you can cash in on a vulnerable champion, Elimination Chamber is one of the top two places where. It makes oh, and the that's where sense. the first ever cash in happened. Yeah, yeah, it was, was that yeah, Elimination Edge Chamber match. In on Cena. That, but yeah, so so that's definitely definitely, and you give the the Australian crowd, which now has no Punk, no Rollins, no Roman, no whatever, you know, overall title change. So is isn't it funny? Sorry, this this is where my brain is tonight. How different that first cash in ever was versus like, yeah, because like Vince came like, out and announced it. He was like, "Wait, wait, wait, stop! We're not going over here." Like, yeah, because they didn't know what they were doing, like they do now, right? Um, and 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 in this and was Van Dam the second one where he just was like, "I don't even need to wait. Um, this is what I'm gonna like." He cashed it in ahead of time um, as a match. Who won at twenty two? It might have been Van Dam. Yeah. Well, yeah, he used it for ECW One Night Stand. So right, but it's just I you know I actually wish we'd see that again, like somebody use their money in the bank, right? Title well, shot, and, and and again, if we make, you know, if we have to do multi man for Rollins, why not have Priest? Because Priest, he's kind of always complaining, right? Priest, it would be believable for Priest to be like, no, I want to, I want to, uh, this is how I want my title shot. I don't want to attack somebody, like. You're going to eventually put the rift in the Judgment Day anyway, and, and Priest would be the one, I think, to go here. Well, him or Balor, one of the two. But he's also got the tag titles. Like, what the hell? So so maybe night one tag titles, night two? I don't know. But then then you're putting both world title matches on night two. But they put both women's championship matches on night one last year. So I was right. Rob Van Dam won it the second time. Second time? Okay. And then did it start with the whole Punk thing? Or maybe Mr. Kennedy was in nope. Kennedy was in Kennedy there. was next. Punk was in two, 2008. Punk was in 2009. Swagger. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. I was like, who was in 2010 as if we didn't see it happen? Uh, that was and, then so they, and then in 2010, they had the pay-per-view, too. Like, they literally had three Money in the Bank briefcase holders in, in 2010. Um, or maybe it was just two. I don't know. I it, It's funny. As much as I love the Seth Rollins cash-in, because I called it the moment he took the briefcase. I still struggle between his and the Miz's cash-ins as which one's the best because the Miz's was just so great when it happened. The Miz's, I, I still feel, was like it was so epic. Like the way that cash-in happened, so great. Because even even though Orton was now hurt by the attack, the music still surprised people. And, right. and it just worked and it was on a Raw. And yeah. I Sometimes I feel like, sometimes it's good to wait a long time to cash in and sometimes it's not. Like, I just, sometimes I wonder, like, did they know, like, when they give somebody the briefcase, do they know what they're doing with it? And I don't think the answer is always yes at all. Right. Uh, They gave it to Priest. To me, it feels like they still don't know, man. (laughs) And maybe they did know, but now everything's changed because of injuries and and what. I will say this to go back to what we were talking about with the WrestleMania main events. The Rock has said, we're still working on it. We're still thinking about it. No, they know if The Rock is wrestling at WrestleMania. Oh, they yeah. know if it's a yes, they know. There's there's nothing still in negotiation. There, there's, none, none, there's none of that. Like, they already know if it's going to happen or not. It is it is not up in the air. It is a known thing. Um, I think they kind of know. If they don't know what they're doing at WrestleMania, they're going to know soon. Um, that's that, that's right. kind of my... This time is running out. I think, yes. That that time uh, is most definitely most definitely running out. All right, I got one more thing. I 
right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. I never watch the post pay-per-view press conferences. I just never do because yeah. I don't care for some crazy ass reason. I watched the Royal Rumble one when I was sitting there. Royal Rumble was over. I was finishing up my article, which Patrick O'Dowd was featured in and, and getting it posted to the chairshot.com. And, and, and so I watched it and I thought Bailey's portion of the press conference was great. I mean, she was very much out of character. It was good. Cody's was funny in a way where Cody started off and he was just like, I I hate when a wrestler sits up there and tells you people, you said I'm not, I am the guy, you know, like I really am the guy. Like Cody kind of was like, he was talking about the internet haters. Like Cody yeah. should be above that. And then he talked about something that was sent to him by his friend, Sean Ross Sapp. Like I would have released Cody right then and there if I were Triple H. For for yeah. talking about Sean Ross Sapp while sitting there at a press conference. SRS not there from what I could tell, by the way. But like Cody's kind of an internet guy, and I didn't realize it. Like, yeah. like get off that shit, dude. Like you're fucking Cody Rhodes. Like, like you you just won two straight world you think Stone Cold Steve Austin was an internet guy? Like, like no. look at and the two time rumble the winners. Was a thing. Hogan, Michaels, Austin, Rhodes. Like like those are names and, and Cody needs to not give a shit about the internet. Cause he, he literally has the opportunity to go down as one of the all time greats. But don't, don't be a young buck. But that's a generational thing, man. Like he's part of it that, that generation person though. What? He's like 38. Yeah. It's, you'd be surprised. Roman doesn't give a shit about the internet. He's 37. Yeah, but Roman, 38. Roman, Roman, I don't know, man. I got I know. for you. No, you're like, right. I'm sorry that, Cody Rhodes follows the internet like most of the population on the planet. Following does. it and caring about it to the point where you're giving it credibility are two different things. Uh, again, you are you are looking this through the Greg DeMarco lens and not yeah, through how most people look through themselves on the internet. I don't like, look at most things. I'm believe you me, so too many people like you take pride in being blocked and being you know irritate ir- irritated irritating. I don't think um, I take pride you don't really... in being blocked, but it's like I, I just like all right, yeah, all right, man up. Right, you but, you 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 not you nothing burger a lot of what people tweet at you or about you, and that is not a common thing. Like that is not you're right, you're right about that. A common thing. But what I want to talk about with this whole press conference and the Cody thing just popped into my head, and I think there Cody also referenced hating the finish the storyline. Um. And it's funny, too, because Cody was like, it's pretty obvious I'm going to challenge Roman. And he pointed at Roman, and then next night he's cutting a promo with, with, with Seth. So who knows what's really happening here. Um, Triple H then goes up there. And he talks about a lot of great things. He talked glowingly about Jordan Grace. Talked glowingly about Nia Jax. Like, literally was putting her over like crazy. And someone finally asked him the question about Vince McMahon. And mm-hmm. he kind of nothing burgers it to, to say what, what you said. And Talked about how he was finding out just like everybody else, whatever. Some people bought it and some people hate it. Uh, and and even if you didn't see it, I know you heard about it. Like, what what do you think Triple H should have done? And what he did could be the answer. But what do you think? Well, here's the thing is he can't answer the question. 
Like he can't. And and it's up to a good journalist to ask the question. Like I I I do believe that though. And I don't know who asked the question of him. I know there was a lot of Twitter kerfuffle over just even the quality of journalist at the at the press conference, which it was all the online whatever. Wings. What's that? It was all the online winks. Like that's who. But but that's that's what the wrestling news media basically is. Yeah. Uh, Fox Sports doesn't give a shit to send a reporter there. Like Fox Sports doesn't give a shit to send a reporter to the Royal Rumble. Like there, well, and that's the thing is the WWE is, is not to a point like the WWE is good enough to be covered by an article of what happened on major outlet, Mm -hmm. you know, sports websites. Like the ESPN guy did ask a question as did a guy from the ringer, the ringer, the athletic and ESPN all had people ask questions at this press conference. Right. I think one of them so, might have even been the one that asked about Vince. I don't know. And, and so it's a fair question, and it's a question he's going to be asked. Uh, but it's also a question he's not going to answer. Right. Like I, he he answered that basically the way I would expect anybody who is representing the company to answer. I think he could have been a little more tactful. I think he honestly could have just you know said this is you know that is a that is a horrible. I, I don't know. I think it, did people want him to denounce Vince McMahon? Is that really what they wanted him to do? Is like just to well, be some like, people think he knows it. Some people think he was part of it all, and that he was enabling well, it. That's horribly irresponsible. And, and unless you have something that actually has come out out of the, all those court documents in terms of evidence, you are projecting your own dislike of Triple H onto him by accusing him of something as horrible as sex trafficking. And in like, I, I there is still. Honestly, there's a burden of proof, especially with nothing surrounding the guy. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know what Triple H's reputation backstage when he when he started to climb the, the corporate ladder so much and be much more involved on the business side of the company. We know about immature DX Triple H. Yes, we know about the click. That's not sex trafficking. Like, that's you know a bunch of horrible immature shit right. that that was being done in politicking for but will be used the against company. them. Um, but like we have, we have released, we have, we have a released court doc, you know, set of court documents with a lawsuit and information and allegations and nowhere in there is the name Paul Levesque listed. So to speculate that he was involved is tinfoil hat behavior at its finest. It's possible and I do think some, I don't know, and it's not fair to say this is, is you know, in any way, shape, or form definitive. It's possible that he knew what Vince was up to. Heck, it may even be likely, but yeah. we don't know. And again, there's nothing in there that implicates him as being someone who does know. Like, is anybody going after Stephanie? Is anybody going after Shane? Is anybody going after Linda? No, because they're his direct family, and they, they think they were wronged. Uh or their reputation was wrong. Uh, there's something about trips because he was already kind of a generally assumed unlikable dude um, and viewed as this, like throughout his career has been viewed as this politicking manipulative shithead that we have a, a group think that is like, Oh, he must've been involved. He must've been offered 
this secretary, clerk, executive assistant, whatever the fuck they, they call right. that position. You know, never mind that there's nothing there. And I, you know, and if and if evidence comes out tomorrow, you know, in some other separate lawsuit, because as was pointed out on Conrad Thompson's podcast with Eric Bischoff, twelve million dollars in payouts happened. Three million dollars is now accounted for. That's right. nine million dollars that's not accounted for. Well, this so person we only made, got one million off or three million. Right. And that's but, the only but, reason why but the came point out. was yeah. But but Basically, you know, and right. this is, again, all just sort of what you've heard around. So it something may come out and we may eventually learn that Triple H was a big piece of shit and involved in sex trafficking. Until we do, right? we shouldn't be saying that he was or speculating that he was. It's well, irresponsible. And, and, here's the thing. and if you're on a podcast saying shit like that, you're a fucking bad podcaster. You're and I may be a wants- pod- bad podcaster, but I'm just giving my personal opinion. I think we don't even know the worst of what Vince McMahon did. No, not at all. We're not even close. Because Mike McGurk was a ring announcer and a referee, and there's like rape allegations that came out about that a long time ago. Um, Many people have turned a blind eye towards Vince McMahon over the past 35, 40 years. Many a people have turned a blind eye towards many of things they've seen at their workplace. They've seen their boss do. They've seen their CEO, their president do. You know why? Because they need their job. They need their paycheck. And it's real easy for a keyboard word to sit there and be like, how dare you not blow the whistle, screen this, that, or whatever, when you're flipping burgers at a job you hate. But like, sometimes people are like, look, I put my family, my top, my, my well-being, my bills, whatever, at the top of the pyramid, and and everything else is, is going to be secondary. And some people will do that over self-preservation. Is it the 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 highest of morality thing to do no is it the most realistic thing that people do yeah it is it sucks but it's what people do because right they still have a family to feed all right they go home and they tell their kids they can't go to disney world this year for christmas because they they told on their boss the kids are gonna be like what the hell's wrong with you like now we you, you know have to move into a smaller house like there's just it's super easy to, to be, you know, of the highest moral character when, when you're still living in your mom's house. Like, it's just, when you have adult responsibilities, you're just going to think differently and, and right or wrong. I'm not here to say if it's right or wrong. I'm here to say it's the way it is. There are plenty of people who knew what Vince was doing and said nothing. And, and that's it. I love people that were saying that Vince would be eradicated from WWE history. Chris Benoit's matches are still on the network. Right. Like they don't talk about it. They don't put them in the description, but still there. You can't tell the story of WWE without Vince McMahon. Just like you can't tell the story of WWE without Hulk Hogan. Like they're not going to erase him. Now, should they try to go in and find episodes of Raw where he like forced Trish, you know, Trish Satters to bark? Maybe. Might be a good thing to try to get rid of. Right. But you're not going to get rid of everything because it's, li- what are you going to do? Get rid of 15 years of commentary? Vince did like right. it, it's 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 just yeah not quite they're, they're just but. they're just gonna go back and Michael Cole is gonna read over everything that Vince yeah said. right like hire that's, Kevin that's Patrick again that was that was a, that was a suggestion I think on DWI like hire Kevin Patrick again and he can do these things for you um yeah so I don't I don't know I'm I'm with you I'm with you by the way apparently Friday night on SmackDown Corey Graves is going to be the play by play guy you know yeah I, Corey Graves is like one of my favorite commentators. And he's basically been doing 50% of the play-by-play because Kevin Patrick sucked. 
So the only reason that that SmackDown was was good in terms of commentary was because of Corey Graves. I'm okay. I'm I'm open to hearing Corey Graves do play by play and tell the stories, and and we may have our next great commentator for for decades to come out of out of this. So who the hell good knows? I will say this: Pat McAfee sucked on Raw. His commentary well, was not good. He sucked. I'm sorry. He sucked. I thought he sucked up during the Royal Rumble. He did. Like he did. Here, but he, here he talked there, about he had it. a couple of nuggets. But you talk about somebody who clearly hasn't watched the product in a while. Yeah. That was what Pack McAfee was. And he basically said as much on his show and talked about how he's got to get back in now and get going. And he will. But if you go back and listen to when he was on SmackDown every single week, dude was amazing. And right. none of that during the Rumble, none of that during Raw. But like the Rumble thing ha- was put together like a couple days beforehand. And again, right. poor reporting by the internet. I read an article uh, on Cage Side Seats, I'll even say, and they talked about how for the second straight year, Michael Cole and Corey Graves didn't know that Pat McAfee was coming out. When during Pat McAfee's entrance, Michael Cole literally said, except this time I knew about it because Cole makes that right. phone call. I, I just, I just thought it was like, again, but yeah, yeah no, that's, that's, that's people getting caught with their pants down. It's, but I don't think McAfee will suck long-term. I think he just was thrust into this thing quickly and, and will be as great as Pat McAfee always is on everything. So um, I thought that was it. So, there we go. Were you the one? Sorry, last thing, and then we can go home. Wait, no, no. If you're going to do it, then I got to do it. What do you guys want to talk about? I saw this posted, and I don't, it may have even been by you. Okay, maybe, maybe not. So somebody wrote wrote something about maybe there's a little Pat McAfee fatigue going around. That was me, and it was me. What because, did you mean by that? So his entrance at Raw. Got no response whatsoever. No. Mm-hmm. His Rumble entrance got a little bit, but not as much as it did at last year's Rumble or WrestleMania. Now the guy's on ESPN and he's on game day. He did the alternate commentary for the national championship game, which I think he did last year as well. Like all these, uh, it's just like, I just think it's like, okay, it's Pat McAfee. Like he didn't need an entrance. He right. didn't need all of that. Like, Honestly, they would have been better served to do a release during the day telling us that McAfee was going to be on Raw. But Shoved down our throats? Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, you're right. Now, the thing about Pat McAfee... It is, it is a little bit of overexposure. No one entity is shoving Pat McAfee down our throats, but all of them together are shoving Pat McAfee yes, down our by throats. by their powers combined. So that's why I thought the McAfee fatigue was there. But here's the thing, though. I say that, but then as you watch the rest of Raw, that crowd sucked. That crowd yeah. was terrible. That Royal Rumble crowd was terrible. And and, and some of it yeah. was the men's Royal. Just was, The men's Rumble wasn't very good. And the women's Rumble was. And again, women's Rumble had surprise. Like, like, so far, they've had two Royal Rumbles with, you know, two women's Royal Rumble matches with outside talent coming in. Have yet to do it with the men. Like, if you were to pick, I'm sorry, we, we keep dragging this episode on. Um, before we go, one talent from TNA that you would have loved to have been a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble. I mean, a needle-moving surprise talent from TNA. Well, Josh Alexander is just as much of a needle-mover as Jordan Grace. Yeah, I would have gone Moose. Yeah, I mean, he, is the, he is the world champion there, too. So that would have been... I, and, I, and I didn't even say it because he's the world champion, like, in yeah. terms of just kind of no, guys that, it's, like, that I would have been excited to see there and just see line up. 
The Josh only, Alexander would have been great. Josh Alexander would have been like the, oh, that's so great for him. Right. And, and it, he would have been like, good for you. Right. And if but he gets think, a 20 minute Josh run. Josh Alexander and... would have gotten the like, bring Josh Alexander to a one time match at the WWE. Fools. Depends on what they I did with him. If he went toe to toe with Gunther, people would have been like, bring Josh Alexander in the WWE. True. But yeah, well, good. Anyway, good for, it, it would have been a good for him. Good for him. Um, the other name I'll toss out isn't signed to, to TNA, but he just wrestled there. And that's local hero, Alexander Hammerstone. Like that would have been fun to see. But again, commentary would have had a lot of work to do because as much as I know about Hammerstone and most of our listeners right. would, that WWE audience doesn't yet. And they, they should, and, and they could, but you know, he's, he's, he would be out there be huge. But yeah, it's interesting because T, most people that are in TNA are perfect for TNA. And yeah. Oh yeah. 1, Naomi makes it in WWE. Deanna Parazzo, had she gone back to WWE instead, would have been great. When Chelsea Green went to WWE, that worked. Jordan Grace, but like a lot of their current talent is TNA talent. Like Alex Shelley would have been cool, and he made a one-off in NXT a few years ago with Kushida, and I think the first Dusty Classic, maybe the second. Like there were names that that could have worked, but yeah, for me, Moose is a great call too, though. But I, I still would pick Josh Alexander over Moose. Um, the other that's great for them would have been Eddie Edwards. Like of someone who yeah. quote unquote deserves it, it would be Eddie Edwards, um, who who would definitely deserve to to have that opportunity to go out there and do that. But the only person I was upset that wasn't in the rumble, Brock, I get he's named in the lawsuit, okay. whatever. I love the Brock pop. I love all of that. I was really hoping for Trick Williams in in the Rumble. Like now, Trick Williams came out on SmackDown, and everybody was going crazy because the entire crowd was chanting "Whoop that Trick." And and people don't seem to realize it's part of his theme song. It's just like Goldberg. It's piped through the speaker, so people are going to start chanting it. Now people are like, "Oh, well, they were chanting it after the fact." Well, yeah, because they were just taught to. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. That's how you build stars. But people are like, well, Trick's obviously a star and everyone obviously watches NXT because they're chanting, whoop that trick. They're chanting, whoop that trick because it was coming through the speakers. You play it through the speakers at the Rumble and you've got 48,000 people chanting it. And that is a fully manufactured yet still legitimate star-making moment for Trick Williams if 48,000 people are chanting, whoop that trick. Which someone, I think it was Ryan Katz, revealed on social media, when Trick signed with WWE... That was like his dream. That was like his thing. Like, like my name's going to be Trick Williams. People are going to chant whoop that trick. Like, and he has seen it to fruition. So good for him. 48,000 people chanting. Now they can do it next year. That, that's fine. But Trick's going to be a big star. Just mark my words. Trick Williams will be a WrestleMania main eventer for WWE someday. I don't know how old he is, but he's got many, many years to go. But, and I'm talking like before WrestleMania 50. Okay. I'm not talking about the next three WrestleManias. Trick will be a WrestleMania main eventer someday, sometime, somehow. So who the hell, when Stardust was running around, did we really think he was ever going to main event WrestleMania? But yet, we here not. we are. So come yeah, on. And here we are. Yeah, when the Shield debuted, we could have easily seen any one of those three main eventing WrestleMania. So yeah, so it just depends. You just, you just never know. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. Follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. On your social media, especially the Twitter. Uh, I'm at Greg DeMarco 404 at Chairshot Media is the website. We have not pulled anything from ProWrestlingTees.com like New Japan has with Okada. So you can go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Pick up one of those Chairshot t-shirts. 
Uh, go visit the website, thechairshot.com. You'll love everything we have there, podcasts, articles, and so much more. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And until next week, because who knows what the World of Wrestling is going to give us next week, we thank you for listening. Oh, by the way, I'd be remiss. I should have started the show with this, but I started the show in the middle of our conversation. Big time congratulations to our buddy Miranda Morales. Two have become three. The child was born. The kid was nice enough to wait until the Royal Rumble was over, until it was time to come out. They were able to watch it on a phone because the kid was born at like 11.48 local time Saturday night. So big congrats. Baby Mateo and, and Mama Miranda are both doing just fine back at home. I think they got home on Monday. So all is well. Congratulations there. Until next time, always use your head. Awesome! I came to... Okay. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. I came to... You just made the list. Acknowledge me. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.